Welcome to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. My name is Brandon Adams, lifestyle entrepreneur and inventor, passionate about helping others with creating something great and becoming unforgettable. Each week we discuss helpful tips on becoming a successful entrepreneur and interview other entrepreneurs and inspirational people. Our goal is to help take your business and lifestyle to the next level. Now let's get started. Welcome back to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. I'm Brendan T. Adams, and on today's show, you're going to hear from Tom Hunt. Tom is going to share his experience when he went on Dragon's Den, which is basically the Shark Tank version, um, but in Canada. So Dragon's Den, I believe, came out first, and he landed on that show with his friends, and they had an idea for male leggings. Yes, male leggings. They won on the show, and they, they didn't make a deal, but he talks about his experience there and then how it led him to do other things. He has di different companies, one of them being an online marketplace where he connects entrepreneurs and VA assistants. A great concept, and you're definitely going to check out his site. But he talks about the process of how he built that up and how he's scaling it and how people, he's, his mission is to make sure he's saving entrepreneurs millions of hours because you think about it. You got to use your time wisely. And as an entrepreneur, you want to focus on the things you can do most effectively and the things that you love. And if you can get a virtual assistant to do the rest, it makes it that much easier for you. He talks about that process. And then also he talks about how he launched his podcast and got number one spot in business section of iTunes. So a lot of great content. I love his view on things. Tom goes in deeper stuff. You're going to enjoy this show. So let's jump right into it with Tom. Let's get started. Welcome back to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. I'm Brennan T. Adams. And on today's show, we have Tom Hunt. Tom, how you doing, buddy? Hello, Brandon. I'm awesome. Dude, I'm excited to have you on the show. You know, everybody here is about Shark Tank. They all hear about Shark Tank, but they don't realize uh, there's another kind of Shark Tank in London called Dragon's Den. And correct me if I'm wrong, I think Dragon's Den was actually the one that came out first, correct? Yes, I believe it is the original. The, the original. And you had the, the honor to be on Dragon's Den. And I, I saw your clip. It's pretty cool. So you've been on Dragon's Den and you got to pitch your your idea with your buddies. Before mm -hmm. we jump into that, I first want to hear what led you to that point and the business, the the entrepreneur lifestyle you had that led you to where you are now. So let's let's go back a little bit in time and learn more about Tom. Okay, I'm going to take you back four years. And yes, we're on a bus in November in London, and we're actually on the bus on the way back from a Halloween party where me and my best friend are wearing tights because we wanted to wear tights to the party. We felt good and we looked really good. However, um, well, I actually said to him on the bus that we should start selling these for men because we felt good and we looked good. And he was like, yes, we will, but they should be leggings, not tights, because tights are somewhat see-through. And <laughs> <laughs> most ideas like that you have with your friends or that I'd had with my friends previously like that just fade to nothing. However, there was a difference here because the next day we got up, we actually ordered female leggings from eBay. And then a week later, we were selling these female leggings with our male logo drawn on on this market in East London. We had eight hours in the cold, the 22nd of December, 2012. And 
guess how many pairs we sold? How many did you sell? <laughs> we sold zero pairs in eight hours. Um, 30? So we are, no, zero. Oh, but no, zero. No leggings <laughs> at all. However, <laughs> but we had a great time. We had a really, we had like a DJ and we had like drinks on the market stall. It was really, really fun. But we sold nothing. However, we decided to persevere and we decided to actually get some male leggings designed. Um, well, we designed them actually manufactured. So they were actually male leggings and we sold them on this e commerce store. And it was March in 2013 that we sold our first pair to someone that we didn't know. Yeah. And it was that. It was that. It's a good feeling. Was, You're like, oh, yeah, it's, it's not just my family and friends that are buying it. <laughs> exactly. And it was that feeling that I was like, wow, that we'd actually helped someone and that they'd given us money in return. And so that is the feeling. This is why I brought up that story is because you asked how this all started. And ever since I got that feeling, it, that sort of drives me forward. Like f that has driven me forward for the past four years, like through the, the Dragon's Den, where we like went on in male leggings. And that got absolutely abused, let's say. But it was still the fact that today we'll sell pairs of leggings and we're still helping people and we're still getting rewarded for that. That's cool. That's awesome. So so tell me, what was it like in the Dragon's Den? Uh, like the whole, it was really, really, the whole day was amazing. Like <laughs> it was so funny. Like there were three, me and my two best friends, we were all wearing leggings. We had three of our other friends who were like the models, right? They weren't really models. They were just our friends. And we all like walked out of, the, of this lift, of this fake lift because it's not a real lift. And then we go out and then we do this little walk to the front. And then we stand there and do our pitch. And I mean, even if we got the money, we'd, we would have no idea like what to do. It was, it was a year and a half ago now. And like, like we have no idea, right? So we're just saying like uh, these projections and figures to these dragons that like, they're just like shaking their heads. <laughs> Um, there were some really funny comments. I, I'll just share one. There was a guy called uh, Duncan Ballantyne. Uh, he was like famous for setting up sports clubs, I think. So maybe he would be interested in the leggings, but he wasn't. He actually said, you do realize in 20 years, this will be on YouTube and your kids will be watching this. <laughs> um, and there are some other more mean comments. But the one guy, Peter Jones, who was a guy we really liked, the guy who we would want to invest, he actually said at one point, guys, maybe in 20 years, these are going to be massive and we're going to really mess out here. And we were like, yes, come on, he's going to invest. But then he's like, nope, sorry, I can't. I'm out. Um, so, yeah, like the whole experience was really how, how did How did you land on that show? It was actually, I was just on my iPad browsing through the internet saw that the applications were open, just submitted it in like five minutes. And then for some reason, they just liked what we, we'd done. And I then had to go through the application personally, like go to the BBC studios in London and audition myself because my two co-founders didn't really want to go on. And I had to persuade them that I think it would be a good idea. And maybe it wasn't now we got absolutely abused, but the publicity we got from it and the opportunities that led from that show were, were massive. So in hindsight, we'd like to say it was just a PR exercise. And that we didn't really want the money, but like we would have taken the money, it would have been awesome. How much so were we you did. asking for? Twenty thousand pounds for twenty percent, I think, is what we actually landed on. Okay. So we actually valued our company at. So tell me where. Tell me where your company's now. Are you guys yeah, so selling online? Still selling the leggings. So I, I'll just give you the units we sold each year. In that first year, two thousand thirteen, hundred fifty units. Two thousand fourteen, four hundred fifty. Last year. 850 and this year we'll probably sell like 
or the goal is 1,500. So it's still like not, it's not a massive business. All of us have the other things that we do, but yep. it's still like a bit of like part-time fun, really. That we. That's fine. And it's a great conversation piece. <laughs> exactly. <yeah. laughs> so you, okay, you got out of the dragon's den and mm-hmm. you're doing uh, many other things. I mean, you are a full-time entrepreneur. Tell me about your journey. What led you into your companies now? Now you're, online marketplace that connects entrepreneurs and virtual assistants. I mean, this is something every entrepreneur, they, they want to try to obviously save time and not all do the little tasks. If they can focus on the things they love, they're good at and use their time wisely. It can help them go farther. And if they can have virtual assistants to help them with that, it's a powerful thing. So what led you into that company and tell us exactly how it works? Yeah, and I, I love that you brought that up because it was actually the fact that we were utilizing a virtual assistant in that leggings company while myself and my two co-founders were working full-time in the corporate world. So we employed someone in the Philippines that I knew. And it, it basically meant that me and my two best friends could spend time designing leggings and working out how to sell leggings and everything else would be handled. So while after we got that sale and I was like, I need to leave the corporate world, I was looking for value that I could add to other entrepreneurs in London. So I decided to take this sort of feeling and service we had with our virtual assistant and offer that to startups in London. So I did that and that built a business with the revenue such that I could leave the corporate world and I was basically just connecting startups with people in my team in the Philippines and being the middleman. So I was advising them on outsourcing and project management and that is what I'd been doing in the corporate world and I was sort of helping the virtual assistant. So yes, we had the revenue, but all of my time was being spent on these different projects and not on our own business. So after a few months after I actually left the corporate world, I decided to stop marketing that and to start building a more automated solution. So I spent six months developing a marketplace that would connect these two groups of people and facilitate their working relationship going forward. Um, and obviously, we wouldn't be able to charge the same margin, but we would have a business that is significantly more scalable. So now an entrepreneur can come onto the marketplace, hire a virtual assistant within five minutes and seven clicks, is a tagline, because we have a recruited database. Um, and then once they're connected, well, it, it costs no money to connect. Once they're connected, there's just a 20% charge on top of the salary. And in exchange for that, we offer that recruitment service. We offer the payment escrow service so we could refund either side of the transaction if people are not happy and also we provide software so an entrepreneur can see sort of what their virtual assistant is doing and can manage that relationship effectively. So if you land the right relationship with them you get 20% of what is done on the deal? Yeah, yeah. so we take the money for the salary like the, the amount of money that needs to be paid for their virtual assistant is calculated by the software and how much time it's worked and that includes a 20% charge um, and then that's taken at the end of the month. And in exchange for that, we provide the payment escrow service and software so they can track the time. So how do you guys, because I mean, for me, for example, let's say I need somebody that is good at social media marketing, that they mm. they have some background in doing social media. Um, how would you help to best utilize me finding that right person? So that I find the right match and not go through mm. a bunch of people and have headaches yeah, and this is something that we definitely need to work on. We're, currently, we have a very manual solution. So you can come to the platform. There's a small customer service chat box in the bottom right-hand corner. I got it. Speak- I got it already. <laughs> I got it. It popped so, up earlier. So you can speak to my um, 
manager, Zandro, or someone else who's monitoring the chat. And you can actually just explain your task and he'll search the database for you. Now, this is really good that you brought this up because potentially there's some way that we could help differentiate from the other freelancer marketplaces and somehow build a, not I, I don't want to say a search capability, but some sort of selection criteria that you could go through yourself that would land you with a perfect virtual assistant. So this is really good that you're bringing that up. No, because it's um, I'm potentially looking for a couple of VAs um, moving forward with my company as it scales. And, you know, your time is everything. It, it yeah. is. And you need to make sure, which I have some interns too that work for me that help. But, like, I want to focus on what I do best and mm-hmm. utilize my time the best because there are only so many hours in the day. Like you said before, you're talking about working in corporate, like, you have all these calls and you can't really scale something. I'm all about scaling mm-hmm. something and being able to create it into a billion dollar company. I, mm-hmm. I I don't want to be the one that's needed. I want it to flow on its own where it I can be gone on vacation and it's still rolling. <laughs> yeah. So so you want to build a system that operates without you, right? Exactly. Exactly. So that is so like a, one of my favorite business books is The E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber. And he says that a, a lot of people say they're entrepreneurs, but they're not really because they're working inside their system. But what you're saying, which is exactly right, is you want to build this system that you just sort of tweak every now and again. And maybe you jump in and do some of the work like once per week if you want to. But ultimately, that system runs without you. And your job is to... And, and it's it's just working smart because the thing is like, I have goals. My, one of my missions in life is to inspire and motivate billions of people. That's a big word, billion. People, they, they get scared just even hearing that. They think you're crazy. But in order, well, first off, to get something like that, you got to start thinking like that. But to do that, you need to automate your system and you need to have a team that can help grow for you and you need to utilize mm-hmm. your time the best way possible. So that's why I, it's awesome you came up with this system to help people get virtual assistants to leverage so they can leverage their time the best. Um, so what, what would be for you, what's your regular day look like? Like what do you do to focus your energy and time on the most valuable things for your goals in life to meet your, you want to do a $4 million exit with your company? How, how do you plan to get to that point? What are the things that you do every day that uh, you work towards? Great question. So I have a morning ritual that lasts for about 30 to 45 minutes. That includes drinking X amount of water, like doing some stretches and exercises, meditating, writing down goals and reviewing vision. But after that, I try to, or like I'm not perfect to this, but I try to spend two hours before opening email, before opening Skype, before looking at my phone, where I'm doing proactive value creation work for Virtual Valley. And so currently, this is building content that will help entrepreneurs to uh, like to educate themselves about this sort of stuff we're talking about so that they, they would then go and hire a virtual assistant. So the key for me, I believe, to obtaining this $4 million exit in two years is that two hours every morning creating content currently. Like th- that task will probably change as we move forward. And I thought bring someone else on to, to create that content. But that for me is the key is spending that two hours being proactive, creating value over the two years. And that is what is going to enable us to do that. I like that. You actually, I mean, it's like two hours of brainstorming, no technology involved, nothing, mm-hmm. just full out brainstorm. Yep, exactly. And I get it. 
I as I opened my emails this morning, I had 10, 15 emails, and mm-hmm. I had already checked them at midnight last night. And yeah. it, you just like get overwhelmed, and then you get sidetracked. And mm-hmm. sometimes people just need to take a step back. And I love how you say, yeah, I mean, you have your morning ritual, which I do too. To, I meditate, I do yoga, and uh, just set my goals. But that's important to keep your day on track for mm-hmm. the rest of the day. And then yeah. the creativity part is genius. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it basically means that after those two hours, you can go and react to other people's agenda because your agenda has already been sorted out. And Yeah. I like how that's put. Yeah. And that feeling, and I just feel so much less stressed during the rest of the day because I know that I've achieved the stuff for my business. So, so you got your stuff done, then you can tend to other people's because everybody's trying to get your time all the time. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so you launched a podcast and you got the number one spot in business section, iTunes, new and noteworthy. How did you do that? So yeah, I actually, what we can do is link a link below uh, there's a blog post on a blog called unsettled.org where i outline the whole system and the launch plan but i'll go through it quickly in my head um it was very manual basically as like as you and your listeners may know if you get a certain number of downloads subscriptions ratings and reviews within a 48 hour period in that first two months when you launch your podcast into itunes you can get to iTunes new and new noteworthy in the categories that you list your podcast in. And you don't actually need that many downloads or listens or reviews or ratings or subscriptions to reach that. On our launch day, we had 258 downloads. And that put us into number one new and noteworthy. So when I say it was very manual, it was emailing my personal email list and the Virtual Valley email list. It was tweeting out multiple times. It was reaching out to other influencers that I built relationships with, asking them to tweet the campaign. So, so basically, basically telling them to listen to it, download mm-hmm. it, and share with their friends. Yeah, but w- I'm, I'm going to add one more thing. That is, you need to maximize the number of people that will do that. You need to make it as easy as possible for them to do. So I think the number one biggest tip is to create a page on your website that just walks everybody step-by-step step through how they can subscribe rate and review on desktop and mobile. So all, all you need to do is send them an email with that link with pre-loaded share links so they can just click a link and it will share the tweet um, so that it's just so, so simple for them to do this. And if it takes 30 seconds to go through review and rate and share, so many more people are going to do that. So get that all ready and then go on this massive outreach campaign to everybody that you know and there's no reason why you can't get to near noteworthy. Hey, it's almost like a crowdfunding campaign, man. <laughs> almost like because nice. y- you you wait for that day one and you reach out to what you would call your ambassadors, your friends, and mm-hmm. get them to spread the word right away. And you you create templates for them, simple, easy. Because we're in a busy world. If you just create an easy cop and paste and um, show them exactly what they need to do, make it mm-hmm. uh, kindergarten <laughs> uh, material. Exactly. Yeah. Um, they'll do it for you. That is the key. Like. Because people are so time starved. If it if they can't do something or they think it's going to take five minutes, they're not going to do it. So thirty seconds. So what what else? Okay, so you you've obviously done the podcast. You're doing great with that. You've done the verb assistant. So what what really drives you? I mean, what is your why in life? And that that's mm-hmm. how I always wonder people because you do all this stuff. But what is your end vision? I mean, first, of all, how old are you, Tom? I'm twenty six. 
you're you're 20 you're my age 26 wow look at that so you're 26 years old what do you want to do in your lifetime because i i, I guarantee you, i'm uh, just me uh predicting what you're going to say i think you i think you know i think you know what your vision is the the way you brought about yourself what is your why for life amazing question um my why for life and i have it written down in a vision i have my book here but I am, or like, the division for who I am, or, well, who I will be and who I am, it's like the same thing, um, is an ambitious and energetic entrepreneur that inspires through education and connection. So this is the person that I sort of strive to be every day, and this is the person that I will be going forward. Now, why I want to be like that is because ultimately I get, like, the feeling that I get when somebody's life improves is amazing. And I feel at this stage in my life, the best vehicle to do that is a business. So we have this business virtual valley and we're going to give entrepreneurs back a million hours of their time back by 2018. Then if we do that and we sell their business and then I personally get this injection of cash, that money is just going to go into building the next business that's going to help X amount of people. But that will be magnified by the amount the skills and experience that I have and that also that cash injection obviously and then the cycle will repeat and more people will get helped and in the next one and the next one and then ultimately it will be to start a charity that will have an awesome effect as well so you laid it out perfectly I mean I mean that dude that's similar to me I mean in, in your own way I the feeling to help people is amazing when you see somebody get help from your work and everything you do that's a powerful thing, and that's what I believe it's all about. Mm-hmm. So you're on a great, great uh, path to doing that. Congrats to you. Thank a you. few questions I want to do, which I, I like to ask a lot of people. First off, what would be your top three tips that you would give to young entrepreneurs? What advice mm-hmm. can you give them to help them in their own life? Uh, it's going to go back to the first two hours in the morning again. Like, as you mentioned, everyone wants to steal your time for their agenda. But if you block out the two hours where you, before you look at email, Skype, or phone, it's so hard, but it's so worth it. If you do that for a sustained period of time, there's no reason why you're not going to be successful. So that is my number one tip. Um, yeah, and I'm just going to leave it at that because I think that once you get that right, everything else will flow. I agree with you. Take, mm-hmm. take more time for yourself for doing – be selfish with your own stuff. Especially mm-hmm. you in the morning, your work, and then ten to other people because you got to take care of yourself first. What What would be your top book that you would suggest? Are you, are you a reader? What would be your favorite book that you would suggest to people? Mine is Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Yeah, nice, great book. Classic. Um, I I think I have different categories. So yeah, yes, I am a reader. Um, the the two that come to mind, and one is the first category is like life. And you should read this book because it'll just explain everything about life. And the second is about business. So the first one, the one about life is A Selfish Gene by Richard Dawkins. And when I read that, I was like, wow, that's what's going on here. That's what we're all doing. So Selfish Gene. And once you read that, you'll just have a better appreciation. I know it's called The Selfish Gene by okay. Richard Dawkins. Yeah. And I guess they're my life category. And once you read that, you just have a better appreciation for everything, um, especially the first chapter. So that's what I read. And then for business, a book called The Millionaire Fast Lane by MJ DeMarco, where he outlines the, like, don't get fooled by the, like, the millionaire title. He outlines a, a method 
or a framework for building an online business that could uh, that you could eventually sell for a lot of money. And it's basically what I'm following with Virtual Valley. So they, they are the two books that I think if you read as a young entrepreneur, they could have a massive impact on your life. Hey, here's a weird question. Have you ever been in the U.S.? I have been in the U.S., yes. Multiple times? Twice. What part? Uh, Florida, Chicago, New York. So... Have you got to see kind of how business, like the lifestyle ecosystems, have you got to see the entrepreneurial ecosystems in them cities? Uh, I wouldn't say. I've, I've just been as a tourist. I can't remember. Maybe in New York I saw. No, not really. Well, the reason I asked, I'm just curious to see what the difference between London and mm. the U.S. and how entrepreneurs work and just if there's a different kind of a variation between um, the distance. So I can't remember. So I, I have this image of the London startup entrepreneur, like based in East London, like really trendy, really cool, like always rushing to get stuff done. Yeah. Now I'm trying to think of, I remember being in New York in like, I don't know if you. I've been there. there. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Like there's, where's the place? Oh, I can't remember. But there's a place that really reminded me of this place in East London um, where all the, like the entrepreneurs like on their laptops, but I can't remember what it's called. It'll be interesting though. Next time I go to New York, I'm going to try and make that comparison. No, it's good. I would highly suggest it because when you go to these different places, I've seen through across the U.S. the different ecosystems. And uh, this fall, I'll be going to Ireland to check that oh, out. But okay. I, awesome. I, I haven't done the London yet, so I, I'm yeah, just yeah. curious to see the difference. And maybe mm. we'll, uh, we'll connect them through there for but, sure. Like. Yeah, definitely let me know. What so, we'll Tom, take you to Ireland, by the way. It, what, so, yeah. No, so Ireland, uh, one of my co-founders for mm. um, Young Entrepreneur Convention, a huge event we put on in Iowa, he is mm. one of the the U.S. ambassadors for the Startup Ireland. Nice. So they, yeah. they had 25,000 people there in mm. a four-day span or five-day span last year. And mm. I was going to go then. I never did. But this year I'm going. Okay, and awesome. uh it's going to be fun. So I like to see the startup communities and it's cool to see in the different ecosystems, how people do their things in their own way. You got Silicon Valley, you got me in Iowa, and then you have, I mean, Ireland. So yeah. it's always cool to see um, people in different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, but you're coming to Ireland, but you're not coming to London. Like you're going straight to Ireland. You know, I might now that I, now <laughs> that I know you, Tom, I think I might. <laughs> yeah. Let, let, let me know if you do. So, Tom, let's uh, one last question, then we'll let you tell the audience where they can find you. What What would be, I guess, your lasting thoughts for anybody out there, or if you're going to give just one tip, one thing in life, if you if you were to die tomorrow and you wanted to share this with your loved ones, what would be mm-hmm. the one liner that would help them in their life? Mm-hmm. Great question. Yeah, put you on the spot there. <laughs> yeah, it would be help people because that's ultimately what will make you happy anyway. 100%. Help people, and to add to that, serve others. Mm-hmm. Because when you serve others, it'll not only, I mean, do good things, but it'll come back to you a hundredfold. Yeah. Where can everybody find you, Tom? Uh, so virtualvalley.io if you're looking for a virtual assistant. And uh, again, customer service box, and my manager will help you out. And then tomhunt.io, I share marketing tips. So everything that I learn in marketing through the work with Virtual Valley, I share on that site and email list. Awesome, man. Well, hey, I appreciate you coming on the show. It's been a lot of fun. 
And in the meantime, go out there, create something great, and become unforgettable. Because life is too short not to. I'm Brennan T. Adams. Have a great day, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the show with Tom Hunt. I had a lot of fun, and he uh, he has some great insight. I mean, he's 26 years old, same age as me. He's doing some good things. Be sure to check out on my website the notes, brandontadams.com. Go under the show notes there for this. And I have the video of when he gave, they actually went up and gave the pitch in front of the, not the Sharks, but the Dragons. And then also, he has a seven-minute TED Talk, which I highly suggest listening to it. He has, it's, it's just great how he looks at things and how you should relate it to your own life. So check that out on the notes, BrennanTAdams.com. And if you haven't done so already, get your tickets to Young Entrepreneur Convention, April 22nd and 23rd. We are a month out. It is so soon. It's getting here quick, and I'm excited to meet all of you. If you haven't got your tickets yet, go to youngentrepreneurconvention.com. Get yourself a ticket. If you have any questions, just reach out to me, brandon at brandontadams.com. I'm excited to see you all there. We're going to have a lot of people. We're looking to get 750 to 1,000 entrepreneurs at this event and young professionals. So excited to have you all. That's it for today's show. And in the meantime, go out there, create something great, and become unforgettable because life is too short not to. I'm Brennan C. Adams. Have a great day, everybody.